Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lolly, lolly, Good afternoon, delight, and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is 98.3 across Colac and District, 88.7 FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. Hello, Max, and welcome along to our Christmas show. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but I believe there's been uh, other celebrations, mm-hmm. perhaps uh, around your household. Yeah. Would that be true? Would there be like a, I don't know. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Would that be true? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, a very happy birthday, Max. You're one of those people that has a very close to Christmas birthday. Uh-huh. Six so, days. Yeah. How's the, the birthday celebrations? Yeah, good. Been well, up mischief? Um, last night we went to the Colac Yacht Club for the... Break up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and what did you get up to do, uh, there? Uh, we had tea there, and yeah. Yep. <laughs> we had a visit from Santa. Uh huh. Always good. Uh huh. Excellent, eh? And uh, I believe you've been boating or picking up a boat today. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Got a boat um, for parts for Mum's sail boat. Uh huh. So mum's celebrating too then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you're getting very old. It's uh, end of school year, Christmas is around the corner. Yeah. What, what's uh, what's your plans for celebrating Christmas? I uh, don't know yet. Because <laughs> this time next week we'll have done Boxing Day. Can you yeah. believe that? <laughs> uh, today is our Christmas special of Afternoon Delights. So uh, we're going to have a look at a Christmassy topic, but uh, before we do that, let's jump into the Universal Yums box and find out uh, what's on the cards today. Radio Max, where are we and what have we got today? I think we're still in uh, Italy. Italy. Yep. yep. We've got lemon and pepper tollini mm-hmm. and um, Italian um, armatini. Armatini, okay. I'll admit I know nothing about either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> so let's have a look at the terellini first. Lemon and pepper terellini, Italy's most iconic snack, which does pack a bit of a kick. Whenever you normally walk down a uh, kind of shopping aisle or snack aisle, you'll see chips, 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 chips. 
The same is true if you go to an Italian supermarket, apparently, except instead of just having chips, they have terralini. So they're crunchy bread spirals, and they're apparently available in lots of different flavours, but the ones we've got are lemon and pepper. Um, so the, apparently the guys at the Yumbox tried rosemary, coffee, and egg-flavoured ones before they settled on the lemon and pepper. So it's got a bit of a citrus kick and a cracked pepper spice to it. Um, let's find out what exactly Taralini is. They look a little different. They kind of look like, well, mine looks like a tiny donut. Mm -hmm. Is yours the same? Yep. Okay. So, uh, I'm trying to think, not bagels, mate. Bagels. Th this is about the size of what, 10 cent piece? Yeah, pretty probably. much. But yeah, quite a thick bread. It, it honestly does look like a tiny glazed donut. Yeah. Except it's very, very hard because it's bread. Mm hmm. Um, has yours got any flavouring flaking off? Uh, yep. Little black spots in it. Mm hmm. I'd say that's pepper. I'm <laughs> assuming that's the cracked pepper. Mm hmm. Okay, well, have a bit of a nibble. Let me know what your thoughts are on the tarellini. Does it have a lemon pepper taste to it? Certainly got the crunch factor by the sound of it. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Definitely taste the peppery spice. Yeah, I don't really get the lemon, to be honest. Like, often when you eat things like lemon pepper squid or calamari, it's got more of a citrus zing to it. There's a little bit of um, lemon. A bit more pepper. I'm just getting a lot of bread and pepper taste. <laughs> and it, it does heat your mouth up a bit mm -hmm. with the black pepper. So you're smart, you've bought water again. <laughs> <laughs> One day I will learn from you. Lemon flavoured water. It's lemon flavoured water as well. You knew. <laughs> uh, a thumbs up, thumbs down for the Tarellini. One thumb up. One, one out of two thumbs for that one. Okay, what was the second one that you've got there? Uh, Amaratini. Uh, Amaratini. Okay, okay, yes, Amaratini. <laughs> Apparently the tastiest almond cookie in all of Italy. Are you ready for the world's tastiest love story, Max? <laughs> the tale behind these classic cookies began in 1790 Serrano, when a young couple overheard that a cardinal from Milan was visiting their church. Wanting to prepare him a treat, they improvised a cookie recipe using just the apricot kernels, sugar and egg whites that they had around them. The cardinal loved them so much, he blessed the couple to a long, happy union. Not only did they stay happily married, their cookies went on to become Italian icons. So there you go. That is the story of the Amaratini. Mm. So almond cookies, but um, bits of apricot in it as well. So things made from almond meal and ground up almonds are often quite crumbly. Um, interesting looking packaging as well. It's kind of a foil sealed bag. Really hard to open. <laughs> really childproof bag. <laughs> I've got a scissor. Ah, oh, scissor line, but it's not peeling. Yeah, but they need the slit. A little slit to get in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
do some damage. There we go. Okay, down the side there. While you're opening that up, the um, Amaratini, apparently uh, 47 grams of sugar per bag. Mm -hmm. So it's a 15-piece serving size. As soon as I opened it, I could smell. Almond? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Okay, oh, and they're tiny. These would be five cent piece sized if that. Uh-huh. They're little dots of things. They look a little bit like chalk drops or milk duds, mm -hmm. but made out of almond. So obviously they're just tiny, tiny spoons <laughs> dropped on the yeah. pastry making table. I'm assuming because they are made of the almond mix. Maybe it doesn't cook well through if it's too much of the mixture, perhaps. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else you can tell us about what it looks like? Or you were going for the sniff test before? It's hard. They are very hard. They're almost, they're harder than the breaded ones, the tarellini. Mm-hmm. But there's no hole in this one. Yeah, it's very difficult to break. That's that's a toothbreaker. And yet they almost melt in your mouth. Mm -hmm. Definitely got the crunch factor. Mm -hmm. It's a sugary mix. That's good. You liking that? Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely taste that there's a lot of sugar in that. Compared to the tarellini, the lemon pepper, that had less than one gram of sugar. This one is mainly sugar and almond. <laughs> sugar, wheat flour, almond, egg white, and... I was looking forward to the apricot taste, but I'll admit, I can't seem to locate it. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> You're not an apricot fan? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's got a, a little, oh, perhaps apricot overtone, but you got to really know that it's in there. If, if I hadn't been told there was apricot, I wouldn't have known it had it in there at all. Apparently no colours or preservatives in that amaratini, just the almond cookie itself. But uh, your thoughts? Two thumbs up. Two mm. thumbs up. Good stuff. Well then, we best take a quick break and we'll be back to talk all things Christmas sweet treats. Uh, if you've got anything you'd like to share on the show today, feel free to text in 0439 329 713 or jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. In Afternoon Delight, it is time for us to share a bit of information about gingerbread. This year's mm -hmm. Christmas topic. What do you know about gingerbread, Max? Um, what do you think about when you think of gingerbread? Gingerbread man. Gingerbread man, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the first thing that your mind goes to whenever anyone mentions gingerbread. But did you know that it refers to uh, various different forms of ginger-baked items? So things that are flavoured with ginger, clove, nutmeg and cinnamon, all sweetened with honey, sugar and molasses... So it can range from 
the hard ginger snap biscuit all the way through to the very moist cake um, ginger loaf. Mm-hmm. So I, when I think of gingerbread, I just think of gingerbread man, kind of hard, or sometimes a little bit soft, but mainly a hard snap biscuit that's a bit flaky. But uh, yeah, originally the term gingerbread referred to anything with preserved ginger in it, or the ginger spice. So um, the Germans have Pfefferkuchen, um, which roughly translates to pepper cake. And the French have pan de spice, which literally means spice bread. So it came, they don't know exactly where, but it's claimed to have been brought to Europe in 992 by Armenian monks. And um, the monks stayed for seven years and taught the local French Christians how to bake gingerbread. He died in 999. (laughs) That's a very specific, Mm. almost... 1,000. But uh, in the 13th century, uh, the Teutonic Order um, took over and the Tauren gingerbread gained fame around the realm and abroad when it was then brought to Sweden through German immigrants. In 15th century Germany, a gingerbread guild controlled the production because they weren't going to let out their secrets of how to make gingerbread. Swedish nuns baked gingerbread to ease indigestion and it was custom to bake white biscuits and then paint them as window decorations. The first documented trade of gingerbread dates back to the 17th century where they were sold in monasteries, pharmacies and town squares, farmers markets. In England, gingerbread was thought to have medicinal purposes and then 100 years down the track at the Market Drayton, England became known for its gingerbread as displayed in their town's welcome sign that said, welcome to the home of gingerbread. (laughs) The first recorded mention of it being baked in the town dates to 1793, though it was probably made earlier, um, as ginger had been stocked in the high street businesses since the 1640s. Um, Gingerbread became widely available throughout the 18th century, came across to the Americas through settlers from Europe. Molasses, which was a lot less expensive than sugar, soon became a common ingredient and it produces a softer gingerbread cake. And the very first American cookbook called American Cookery by Amelia Simmons contains several different recipes for gingerbread. That was published in 1796. So as we said, gingerbread can be any cake or type of biscuit made with ginger. In its biscuit form, it invariably takes the form of a man gingerbread men were first attributed to the court of Queen Elizabeth I who served the little figurines to foreign dignitaries. So today they're more commonly associated with Christmas. Uh, It was a tradition that was sold at popular fairs and given as treats or tokens of affection to children and their um, other lovers or sweethearts. And the name retained now only by Cornish fairings, um, they were known as Fairing the gingerbread. F-A-I-R-I-N-G. The crisp, brittle type of gingerbread is represented very commonly as ginger nut biscuits. Uh, They have parkin, P-A-R-K-I-N, a soft form of gingerbread cake made with oatmeal and treacle, popular in Yorkshire. In the United States, they have gingerbread cake. In the Netherlands and Belgium, a soft crumbly gingerbread called pepper coke 
is served at breakfast time, uh, thinly sliced and topped with butter. We do have some German gingerbread in the studio with us today. Uh, it's made in two different forms. Lebkuchen, a hard form that's kind of associated with Christmas markets. Mm -hmm. um, it's made with decorative shapes that are then further decorated on the outside by various icing or chocolate. And the tradition of cutting gingerbread into shapes takes many other forms around the country. Mainly gingerbread men, though. Yep. Um, traditionally, we won't be doing it, but they're dunked in port wine <laughs> to make them a little bit softer. Um, what else we got here? In Romania, gingerbread is called Turta Dolce, and it usually has a sugar glazing on the outside of it. And finally, in Switzerland, uh, gingerbread confection is known as Biba. It's thick rectangular gingerbread cake with marzipan filling, and they're artfully adorned with images of various saints or engravings made with icing. And so it can be changed up throughout the year for uh, their Oktoberfest or Easter celebrations. But uh, yeah, mainly around uh, Christmas time, there's a lot of gingerbread that gets mass produced. Although that said, have you seen much gingerbread around, Max? No, not really. It's a very acquired taste. And as much as kids love reading about the little gingerbread man who tricks <laughs> his uh, his creators into not eating him and he runs away and gets eaten by a fox. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> but uh, as, as much as kids love that story, kids don't actually like eating gingerbread because it's got the ginger spice in it, which is very much a, an adult taste. Yeah. Are you a ginger fan usually? No. Uh, any of your family ginger fanatics, like ginger mm. beer or uh, ginger snaps? My pop yeah. likes ginger beer. Yeah. I'm pretty sure mum likes ginger. Yeah. It's often, yeah, as people get older, they go, yeah, it's not that bad after all. Mm. I'm a huge ginger beer fan, uh, but I have been all my life. Um, but ginger biscuits, ginger snaps and things like that, it took a while before I was like, yeah, they're not just old people biscuits <laughs> um, but yeah gingerbread you don't see, often see it out and about in, in the real there'll be uh, regular biscuits that are decorated as gingerbread men and gingerbread women but it's not actually gingerbread they'll often be shortbread with the, the ginger decorations so I had to search high and low to find gingerbread for the show today which was quite strange mm. around Christmas time there's been a few things that have come out with gingerbread flavouring and we have had a few things over the years that had uh, gingerbread flavour mm -hmm. so we'll get into that but let us know what's your thoughts when it comes to gingerbread are you a fan or a Christmas foe bit of a, a Grinch Mm. 0439 329 713 or you can jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and share all the fun that is uh, gingerbread maybe you've decorated a gingerbread house before have you done that? Yeah. put them together, they're a bit tricky you've got to get the icing consistency just right so that it holds together without falling in a heap mm -hmm. <laughs> we tried to do one live to air once during the Christmas shenanigans on OCRFM and uh it did not go well. <laughs> uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll try some of these ginger treats right after the break. 
Ladies and gentlemen, strap yourselves in for this week's great confectionery debate as we pit two similar lollies against each other to decide an overall champion. It is time for us to go head-to-head with a few different gingerbread fairs today. Mm-hmm. Um, up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page, we're, we're throwing it open uh, to, to question time or picture time. If you've got some uh, gingerbread decorating funs and fails uh, that you'd like to share on the show today, we would love you to adorn our uh, Christmas Facebook window. I don't know. What do you call that thing? Page. Page? Mm. Yeah, page will do. (laughs) Uh, Let us know if you've had some decorating joys or decorating fails when it comes to gingerbread. Um, And we'll share some of the best up on the Facebook page. Mm -hmm. But for now, as we said, we've got uh, some gingerbread treats or things that are entwined with gingerbread. So, Max, you picked up the new uh, Christmas Cadbury block. Yep. Gingerbread biscuit. Gingerbread biscuit, so it's going to have gingerbread through it. Yeah. Uh, I've got some of the Lambert's Lebkuchen mix. So this is the German um, biscuits that are gingerbread in form, but they're also sweetened with honey, and they take various shapes, but also some of them have a, a glaze on the outside or a dipped in chocolate. And then I managed to track down one of the biggest gingerbread men I've ever seen in my life. That's actually <laughs> uh, actually a real gingerbread creation. It would be almost 30 centimetres high. Um, Max has got out his magic measuring stick. Oh, it's only just, I'd say, what, 26, maybe 27 centimetres? <laughs> yeah, about that. About <laughs> that. And he's all adorned. He's got some candy cane arms, smarty buttons, a little green bow tie. Do we want to start with uh, Gingerbread Man first to get the traditional yeah. ginger taste? Sure. Now, I will admit, he looks like he should be hanging on the Christmas tree because um, he's got all the uh, <laughs> the ornamental bits and pieces at the top. To hang him on there, but I think he would possibly pull the tree down with <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> the amount of weight. So uh, I'll, I'll ask the $10,000 question, Max. What part of the gingerbread man do you eat first? Head. So you can't hear it screaming <laughs> when you um, eat first. Cat, if you're listening, you've left a legacy on this show. <laughs> um, so you're not going to eat the gingerbread man's leg so he can't run away? <laughs> Um, so this little dude well I say little he's huge if you had the head that's a four square meal in itself (laughs) Um, oh it comes with a backing thing so you could potentially make one again yourself but I wouldn't like to uh, test my chances (laughs) it is the size of a wagon wheel (laughs) that's just the head alone it's huge I should really be taking photos of these things shouldn't I um, hang on, so Max has decapitated the, uh, the Christmas gingerbread man. Um, he's looking pretty festive, though, with his red, white, and green 
uh, decorations. Mm-hmm. Have a bit of nibble on that. Let me know what you think. What do you look for in a gingerbread biscuit? Um. I don't know. <laughs> Certainly got a crunch factor. Mm-hmm. The icing is very solid. Yep. And it's not a um. Sorry, mouthful of gingerbread. <laughs> Hopeless to talk with. Um, it's not a very sugary taste. The ginger really does take over. Um, as a spice, it kind of sits at the back of your mouth, but I guess that's the whole sweet, salt, sugar thing that your tongue does. Mm-hmm. But that's not too bad. Uh, ginger, as I say, can be a very overpowering taste. This one doesn't have too much bite to it. It's kind of just a, a mellow ginger taste. Mm-hmm. Compared to any other gingerbread you've had before, good, bad, indifferent? Good. That's going to be a baseline then for um, the rest of the comparison. Max has just eaten up the eyes. <laughs> and now he just has an evil grin in his hand. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well... <laughs> now that we've got a very baseline of gingerbread let's uh, munch in on do you want to go the Liebkuchen or the Cadbury block we can go with that one okay the German first so this one looks like a bit of a shooting star you've got there what do you notice about it um it's kind of got a chocolate base mm-hmm. with spurls of chocolate on the top yep and I think that's icing sugar or something. Yeah, like an icing glaze on the outside. Yeah. Mine, I don't know. It's well, not pink. <laughs> it's pink. <laughs> I'll give it that. There's a few sprinkles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got, yeah, glaze over the top. But it's a pink glaze this time, whereas yours is just the white sugar glaze. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the biscuits soft or... Well, they're reasonably soft. Yeah, mine's soft. Got a bit of a spring when you break it open and give it a push how does it go with the dark chocolate base and the glaze does that add or detract from the flavor tastes like licorice yeah i could give that yeah the chocolate at the bottom mixing with the ginger does give it a bit of a aniseed kind of taste i guess mm-hmm. yeah it, the, the dark chocolate and the ginger certainly blend together. You can't separate the taste. Mm. The That's sug- good. The sugar glaze just kind of disappears, actually. I was expecting it to be sweeter. But it's definitely just a... Yeah, an all-encompassing taste, whatever that is. Mm. Yeah, kind of licorice I guess. Compared to regular gingerbread... Yum. Yum? Okay. Let's finish it off then with the Cadbury gingerbread chocolate. Uh, do you want to describe what it looks like? It's just a normal Cadbury um, block with bits of gingerbread. Um, with gingerbread biscuit pieces. We'll do it. Yeah, so the tiny little crunchy bits. 
Mm. They just taste crunchy compared to all the other ginger that we've tasted. It doesn't have a real kick to it. Yeah. That's the best word I can come up with to describe ginger, is that it does give your mouth a bit of a poof, <laughs> pow, right in the kisser. Where the Lebkuchen, and I apologise if I'm mispronouncing that German word, it's probably got quite more of a k to it. Where that one, the chocolate base blended with the um, ginger taste, in this block form, it's the chocolate that's really overpowering. Yeah. It's just like eating a crunchy block of chocolate, really. Mm-hmm. But um, what's your thoughts comparing, matching, ranking? I might do the Lebkuchen first. Yep. And then the actual gingerbread man. Mm-hmm. And then the gingerbread biscuit dairy milk. Rock. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm yeah pretty much similar sort of thing. The the gingerbread man himself, I think, has been mellowed down so that kids will eat it. <laughs> if you buy a gingerbread man that big, you want the kids to eat it. You don't want them throwing half of it away because oh, this tastes weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was not too bad. We'll take a quick break here on the gingerbread edition of Afternoon Delight, and we'll be back after this with our sweetest tune. If you've got any gingerbread facts and figures, or if you've got, if you've ever decorated gingerbread and you've got some photos floating around, feel free to uh, send them into the Facebook page, and we'll share some of ours uh, as well. We'll be back after this. <laughs> Time now on Afternoon Delight to share a sweetest tune. Strangely, there's not a Christmas song that mentions gingerbread that I could find. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bizarre. Um, oh, actually, there was one, but I'm not sure whether... Well, do you want to play a comedy song? Okay. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for people that never heard of him before, Buddy Good is a comedian that is known for his double entendres and his uh, way with words. He's very good at making you think one lyric and then throwing another one at you. Uh, So he has a song called The Gingerbread Man, but it's the emphasis on where he places um, each of the, the sounds of that word, to be honest. So, uh, without further ado, let's take a listen to Buddy Good on Afternoon Delight. This is normally I would be playing him on LOL Radio instead, but um, this is from his Christmas album, and uh, it's a bit of a funny tune. I hope that everyone gets a bit of a giggle out of it. Um, And again, up on the Facebook page, let us know if you've had any of the uh, fails or wins when it comes to decorating gingerbread houses or gingerbread men. Uh-huh. So um, from It's a Buddy Good Christmas, this is Buddy Good with the Gingerbread Man. The Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread Man. The Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread Man. Oh, 
the gingerbread man. The man. There you go, that is Buddy Good there with the Gingerbread Man song um, from his Buddy Good Christmas <laughs> album. Uh, quite different to the tune that I was going to be playing from uh, gin- uh, from Brian Cadd called Ginger Man. <laughs> but um, we're fast running out of show, Maximus. Can you mm-hmm. believe it? Mm-hmm. Uh, we best teach people how to make themselves some gingerbread then, hey? Uh-huh. Say hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking something up with me? Okie dokie, Maximus. What are we making? Gingerbread. Yeah. <laughs> what do we need? Um, melted butter, 125 grams of um, butter at room temperature, 100 grams of brown sugar, 125 mils of golden syrup, one egg, 375 grams of plain flour, one tablespoon of ground ginger, one teaspoon of mixed spice, one teaspoon of bicarb soda, plain fat flour, 150 grams of pure icing sugar, 8 to 10 drops of red food colouring, 8 to 10 drops of green food colouring, Smarties to decorate. Or any other lollies, to be honest. You can decorate with other Christmas bits and pieces. Our, our um, one does have Smarties on him, but he's also got candy cane bits and pieces. You can do jubes or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. How does one make a gingerbread man? Preheat oven to 180 degrees Celsius. Crush two baking trays with melted butter to lightly grease. Use an electric beater to beat the butter and, sh- br- in- and sugar in a bowl until pale and creamy. Add the golden, golden syrup and egg yolk and beat until combined. Stir in flour, ginger, mixed spice and bicarb soda. Turn onto a lightly floured surface and knead until smooth. Press dough into a disc, cover with plastic wrap and place in fridge for 30 minutes to rest. Meanwhile, place egg white in a clean dry bowl. Use an electric beater to beat until soft peaks form. Gradually add icing sugar and beat until stiff peaks form. Divide icing among three bowls. Cover one bowl with plastic wrap and place in the fridge. Add red colouring to one bowl and stir until combined. Add green colouring to remain to remaining bowl and stir until combined. Cover with pl- plastic wrap and place in the fridge. 
Place the dough between two sheets of baking paper and roll out until about 4mm thick. Use a 9cm gingerbread man cutter to cut out shapes. Place on trays about 3cm apart. Repeat with any excess dough. Bake in oven for 10 minutes or until brown. Remove from oven. Transfer to a rack to, rack to cool. Place prepared icing in small plastic bags. Cut a small hole in the corner of each bag. Pipe icing over the gingerbread man to decorate. Finish with the um, Smarties or whatever lolly you, you choose. picked. Yep. A reasonably simple uh, one to do at home. Fun for the kids if you're looking for uh, some holiday downtime filler. Uh-huh. <laughs> it d- does take a few steps and there's a bit of wait time in there, but uh, easy enough to do with any cookie-shaped cutter. Uh-huh. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back to find out what's new on the shelf this Christmas and wrap up with our Kinder Surprise. What's new, Okie dokie, Max. What is new on the shelf that has a bit of a Christmas twist to it? Our new Chobani flip. Mm. So we've had uh, Chobani as a theme on Afternoon Delight before, mm-hmm. where it's a, a yoghurt that has various flavours. Chobani itself is kind of just a, a plain yoghurt. Yep. But what Christmas flavour have they given it? Santa's milk and cookies. Milk and cookies, okay. Mm-hmm. It's cookie-flavoured low-fat yoghurt with... Graham cookie, butter, graham crunch, and milk chocolate. Oh, so it's actually cookie-flavoured yogurt as well as having biscuit pieces in it. That's mm. different. So colour-wise, the yogurt's got a bit of a, a brownish tinge to it, so I'm assuming they've got the um, the the flavouring from that. Yeah. And then, yeah, as you said, it's got uh, the pieces to tip in, so if you're a Childhood fan of Dunkaroos, or um, I'm trying to think of the other flipping yogurts that have that style. Not Dippity, oh, I can't think of them now. Crunch Corner yogurts, I know are a one from the um, the English market. Anywho, Max is going for a bit of a nibble. What have we got there? Good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Is it tasting like cookies and cream, or...? Tastes like... Cookies and milk, like, I should say. Yeah. Like, um... Uh... Chocolate chip cookie. Oh, in liquid form, almost. Yeah. That's unique. Mm-hmm. There you go. And the crunchy bits? Adds oh. to the texture, or...? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, <laughs> we've got one thing to do before uh, Holly jumps in with the uh, second, no, third last of her unconventional rambling shows. So uh, let's find out what is in the Christmas Kinder Surprise. Kinder, 
We have a gigantic kinder. It's almost the size of your head. It's hard to open kinder surprises now. Yep. Yeah, they come in almost two halves that are glued together with the foil piece. Gigantic uh, centre there. Oh, I'm looking forward to a gigantic pop, but is it going to come? Oh, <laughs> Max didn't have quite as many wheat okay. this morning. There we are. We've cut it off. Okay, what do we got inside? Big pieces. Yeah. There's a penguin. Right, a little plastic penguin. What else have you got there in your hand? It's a surfboard. So the base kind of looks a bit like an ice or a glacier. It's light blue plastic that's see-through. And has it got wheels on the bottom? I think so, yeah. It's only a little bit spinny as you flick it around there. And now he's trying to attach the <laughs> surfboard. Does it go in the penguin's arms? Or, oh no, now he's reaching for the instructions. <laughs> <laughs> Does it give any hints as to how it's meant to go together? Surfboard goes on first. Ah, okay, okay. So it looks. So Max has just put the last piece on, and so now it looks like the penguin is surfing along the wave, and it can indeed drive. Oh, is it a pullback? And oh, yes, yeah, it, is. it is. So if you pull back on the wheels. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> he, he kind of works. Yeah. It's, it's Christmas magic. Well, that is it for our uh, Christmas edition of Afternoon Delight for 2020. We hope you have a very Merry Christmas. We'll catch you on post-boxing day on the Sunday next week. And uh, have you got any Christmas wishes or messages that you want uh, the listeners to have before we disappear? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That sounds like a good one. We'll catch you next Sunday from 3. Bye-bye. See ya. of a cold, dark night When everything's a little clear in the light of day And you know the night is always gonna be there anyway Working up my appetite Looking forward to a little afternoon delight Rubbing sticks and stones together makes the sparks ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyline rockets in flight Afternoon delight